Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cosy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. We come to you in the midst of a global pandemic and Finn Russell has forgotten his conference call. Dial in details. We are here for the breakfast show after a bit of a false start on Tuesday. Alan, how are you, bud? Yeah, good. Upset that Matt's been revealing sort of my, my deep, deepest, darkest secrets like publicly on Twitter. And this was that you thought in the national anthem when everyone shouts, against who, they were shouting, <laughs> guess who? Until 2015. <laughs> Until 2015, but now you know. Now I do know. I, just, I thought it was an interesting, as I said, interesting fact. It is an interesting I think it fact. is interesting. No one ever taught me what to sing when I was younger. And so I, as a 10-year-old, just assumed that it was guess who? Yeah. And just decided not to challenge it or ever to actually mention this to anyone publicly for my whole life until 2015. I suppose it is quite logical. It's like, guess who? Oh, Proud Edwards Army. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. There they are. Imagine those are the actual lyrics to your national anthem, though. It's a nice big reveal. And Matt's here as well. Uh, you guys have been following us an awful lot on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod, on Instagram. Alan's um, reign of terror of the memes continues. Thistle understroke rugby understroke pod. And we have got a very special email in the mailbag, the thistle rugby at gmail.com. Old Glory DC's The Monument Man has oh been my. in touch after they have been ripping it up in Major League Rugby. So we will come back to that. So we've been away for a couple of weeks. And I suppose the only bit of news in town is that our successful campaign an official takeover of um chris dean is complete 
we are the official owners of Christine. We're the official owners of his home jersey. Of his home jersey. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that they were splitting it home and away. I assumed that we'd get the full package. Yeah. I didn't realize that until right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, we are the sponsors of his home jersey. I prefer the home to the away, to be fair. Someone so. else. Yeah, no, obviously you want home over away. Yeah. And to be fair, I did think they might just give us a final sandbag and just give us the away shirt instead. <laughs> um, no, they were very good about it. They realized that people, the people had spoken. The so will we, of the people. So we get just like our faces on the front of his jersey then. Is that how it works? I think if Edinburgh make the Pro 14 final, we replace the main sponsor on the front of Christine's <laughs> jersey. Um, I think that was Sounds the terms right. and conditions that yeah. we spoke about yeah. with Edinburgh, so... Sorry to Denton's, the international law firm. Or <laughs> Principal and Prosper. Principal, Principal and Prosper, Prosper of yeah, course. Yeah. I can, can what, what do we actually get? We get, I think we get a home jersey signed by signed. a worn. A worn un, jersey, a yes. worn Who the hell is getting in that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any of us are getting in that. It might be bigger than we think, though. Yeah. Um, um, don't we also get presented that jersey at the sort of end of season? Yeah, we get invited to a do. Yeah. There's a do. Well, that was it. I saw there was only... Two invites, though. Oh, is there? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to take that up with the Edinburgh... Yeah, I know. Edinburgh Marketing Department, we will be in touch this morning to uh, thrash out the details of that. How about to decide? We ha- we do like a run-it challenge with Christine. So all of us, each each of us has to tackle Christine. And whoever gets knocked out the worst doesn't go. <laughs> Sounds like literally the worst thing of all time. You always say you can like tackle... Like Nemanja Nadolo, so yeah. If I had Christine, to. should be fine. If I had to, yeah, exactly. What's on the line here? I don't have End to. of season, do <laughs> come, come on now. I've got a bit of a sore shoulder, mate. I can't, I can't put myself on the line like that. No, exactly. So yeah, we get it's a, it's a nice little package. So we will be at the do at the end of the year, which is good fun. Yeah, no, great. I'm looking forward to it. And we, he's now officially called the Thistle Rugby Pods, Christine. So get, it doesn't get like announced at the stadium, does it? No. I think when he runs on, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who does the uh, announcements at the uh, at the stadium, but we should make them do that. Yeah. Someone did tweet that when he came on, there was a chant of Thistle Rugby Pods, Christine. <laughs> I, 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 I can't clarify. Didn't it, someone but... say the sweet... I think we got oh, tweeted. Someone, sweet said, yeah, was... someone did shout, the, the sweet prince has returned. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to buy that guy a beer. That makes me so happy. So yeah, we're influencing... Uh, we're right at the heart of Edinburgh Rugby now. The heart and soul. But never, no one really understands it, I don't think. I don't think... I'm not sure we really understand <laughs> where it all came from. It's kind of snowballed, but we're very, very happy about it. So, Chris, welcome welcome to our team. Welcome yeah. along. Um, we will be in touch to discuss um, specific details soon enough. Um, but there's been a couple of people leaving um, Edinburgh, and before the pod, we were discussing how to uh, <laughs> announce this, uh, this person's name, and I've just written it down phonetically, so... Peter Lemoncello and <laughs> Jack Stanley have left Edinburgh with immediate effect. Do you think you know how to say it? I think it's Cecciarelli. Cecciarelli. I think so. Sorello. You said Sorello, then like Lemoncello. Peter Cilantro. Cilantro. <laughs> <off to, laughs> Peter Cilantro is off to Breve and Jack Stanley is off to uh, Gloucester. So they've left with immediate effect. All the best, lads. Um, Nico, uh, not Nico, um, Leone Nakawara is out for a, a big chunk of time, out for about the next six weeks, which is not good news for Glasgow, um, considering they also got absolutely pumped last weekend by Leinster. Do you think it's going under the radar how good Leinster are? I still just don't know if Leinster are that good. What, or if the rest of the division is just... 
so much worse. Just so budget. Like, I mean, ultimately, that is like a Leinster C team. And, you know, as I said, I was, this was my position at lunchtime on Friday. So I put money on Glasgow to win the match, Glasgow to win the match by with a three eleven point advantage. I also had George Turner to score a try. I also had points to stay under thirty five in total and oh thirty God. in total. What are you up to? I thought it was going to rain, and I thought Glasgow were going to win. Oh, that gambling habits can hit you hard, isn't it these days? <laughs> when I've got nothing, sucking got, you in when your life is empty. Right? You need <laughs> to <feel> the <laughs> but it was a Glasgow team that, as you say, had like George Horn, Pete, uh, Pete yeah. Horn, Tommy Seymour, Carl Stain. Um, Ryan Wilson, Matt Fagerson, George Turner, CUD. Yeah, it's a decent size. Kind of, yeah, that's a good team. It's not a kind of real scratch. So Yeah, versus, you know, and ultimately Leinster do have class in like James Lowe and you know, Luke McGrath and Scott Farley. But ultimately, I reckon 99% of Scottish rugby fans couldn't exactly. have named half no. of that team. And I think, surely like Pro 14 and international experience Glasgow would have the upper hand by miles 100% you got like Harley and Swinson in the row which must be like 400 Glasgow caps between them yeah I wonder if just those sort of players like when the new breed of academy guys come through and they're like on form we just can't quite live with them no I like know this, this Leinster second row running in that try and yeah oh my god he's an <laughs> that Ryan Baird guy is an absolute yeah. freak show um but it's a bit strange because I think one of the things we've always talked about is I think we are all in agreement that Pete Horn isn't an international sort of 10 or 12, mm. but is an incredibly strong kind of pro 14, 10 or 12. Yeah. And obviously I think we've been happy that with Adam Hastings out of the team that we've got Pete Horn in there to kind of cover the 10 position. Yeah, in the fallow periods as well. Yeah. And he has, against like Zebra and the likes, he is very, very good. Yeah. And but he was all over the shop. Especially what was, what was in the, first the half. issue? Just They're overall, just a mix of like just simple skills. Like so many times between sort of the horns, Grig, Seymour, and Jones, they were just sort of dropping the ball, or people were kind of overrunning their lines. And then at the same time, there was kind of pockets, especially in the first half, where kind of Glasgow were kind of getting their groove and, and making yards, and then just just structurally just sort of break down a little yeah. bit. Because um, that was kind of frustrating, sort of like f- you know, first fifty minutes, whilst Glasgow were you know one or two tries down that whole time. I actually think it was like a relatively even game. Mm. Like Glasgow was sort of missing chances, and they you know obviously when Carl Stain scored that pretty wonder try just after the second half, I was like, I still think there's a chance for the Warriors if they score next, they're going to stay in this. And then for some reason, between fifty and eighty, just. Leinster are a unbelievably clinical, mm. but b just some of the kind of defensive structure and just first up tackles from Glasgow was like pretty pathetic. Yeah, and it was actually quite. It's almost like a bit sad to see that it did feel in that second half like kind of Glasgow's heads went down a little bit, and ultimately in the last sort of thirty minutes, what Leinster scored thirty points. Yeah. Which is pre with that, as you said, with that level of experience. Well, that's the thing. It's not as if that was like a Leinster sort of crack squad going out there. Yeah. Um, but a good, good win for Edinburgh. Yeah, and top of the conference and absolutely flying high. Yeah, and to be fair, like I mean, I think a lot of people would be disappointed looking at that result on paper, but 
Cardiff being a bit of a bogey team for for Edinburgh in the last couple of years at Murrayfield, actually. It is exactly the sort of miserable, freezing cold, bad weather conditions that Edinburgh would have lost Yeah, in basically the last like 10 years. That is a classic Edinburgh loss at home. Yeah. But yeah. they ground it out. I think Cockers was quite right afterwards being like, that was just, that was minging. We didn't play very well, but we mm. got, a win, got a win. Yeah. And I, I would be more concerned if that had been sort of like the general standard of performance in the last few weeks, but it There's, feels like a bit of a... They're second favourites to win the uh, the Pro 14. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, if they keep it going, they're going to have semi-final at home. And I kind of struggled. But, I mean, probably struggled to see them who to be against. Semi-final at home with all of their Scotland boys back. Yeah. I kind of struggled. To see it. Apart from Leinster, you'd probably back them to win that match. Yeah. Don't know if I see them beating Leinster in a final there. Where's the final this year? Cardiff Farms Park. Rubbish, good day trip it? though. That's true. A very good day trip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does feel like with, um, well, especially this weekend, they didn't have Matt Scott, Bennett, kind of Kinghorn or Graham. It feels like the kind of their attack is slightly blunted. Yeah. Um. Obviously, they still got Vandermeer who just kind of like murders people. Um. Vandermeer, Vandermeer, whatever his name. Um, but it does feel like they're sort of kind of retracting back into kind of that forwards-oriented play because they just don't have yeah. enough out in the backs or aren't able to kind of develop anything. Well, you moment. have you have mentioned him, Duhan Vandermeer. He tops both clean breaks and defenders beaten by an absolute mile in the Pro Fourteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, twenty-seven clean breaks. The closest is eighteen. Defenders beaten 61, the closest is 49. Matt Scott is third and fourth in those respective tables as well. Really? Wow. Yeah, so Matt Scott, 16 defenders beaten and, uh, sorry, 16 clean breaks, 34 defenders beaten. Mark Bennett, fourth, 15 clean breaks, not as many defenders beaten. Interesting. No, it'd be, I mean, I can't wait to see him in a Scotland jersey. I can't wait to see him in a Scotland jersey. Especially if his debut is going to be against South Africa away. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, which will be a bit of a strange one, but no, it'll be absolute class. That will be awesome. I, I do wonder if South Africa this summer are just going to like do the ultimate fuck you move yeah. and just swipe in and take him just for like ca- and, just cap and Schumann as well. I think Schumann would do well in a South Africa camp. Yeah, like, I do, I, and Schumann's still got what another two or three years, and he he bangs on. He's like, oh yeah, it's my dream to play for Scotland now. South Africa, I'm calling. Like, yeah, he's he's <laughs> off. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and everybody's um, favourite Scottish rugby team, Old Glory DC, are four games in to Major League Rugby. They've won three, lost one. There are actually three on the bounce. Um, they beat the Austin Gilgronies 28-19 at the weekend. And as I said, the Monument Man has been in touch with a few highlights from that. He says the top notes from the game, we scored more points. We are a bunch of hairy-chested victory men. We are awesome. <laughs> Squeaky bum time, he says. The boys do not do their absolute best to give me a weekly heart attack. We were 23-7 up um, and up the ha- uh, at the halftime, but then the bad guys got back in. We do that now. Um, he then says the watching notes are, we are a really fun team to watch. <laughs> watching notes. He says the watching notes. We're a really fun team to watch. If you like Helter Skelter, run it from everywhere, but kick the points when they're on, on offer rugby. The OGs of the team for you. Come be an old glory supporter. I think he's preaching to the converted there. If I'm in Washington, that's my first. 
Oh, first, first stop. They are playing away at Rugby Atlanta this um, this weekend. Road trip. Yeah, I reckon we could go. It'd be great to go to Atlanta to watch the boys. If the owners of Old Glory DC want us to go over the weekend, I yeah. am... Special m- report. Live pod from yeah. Washington. I will do a live pod from Washington. All expenses need to be paid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's be clear. Um, um, but yeah, Old Glory. So you know, the SRU's investment is looking very good. The Beast has started all the games. No, the Beast hasn't played yet. Yeah, he has. Yeah, has he, he played? Has. I yeah, thought he yeah. just kept kept saying that he had like muscle soreness. <laughs> no, he has played. He has played. He has played. Yeah, maybe not all. You need games, to watch like a live played. game. I'm just constantly be like running through everyone. I'm on the. I just um, don't know if he's even that sort of player though. That at that level would run through everyone. Yeah, I think he would. Mm. He's such a beast. He's not like a sort of. He's not like VP Nell, is he? Like he's not just like a no, scrummaging pro, but then he's not like a Carl Sinclair that like we would just destroy that level. I think he kind of is. Nah, he's not got that pace. I've never. Heard I think his he name does. Being, never heard his name being Kyle Sinclair. Yeah, I know. What's his name Sinclair. Sinclair. <laughs> never heard that. What's his first name? Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> what's the issue? <laughs> well, how do you think you pronounce his second name? Sinclair. Literally, mate. You need checked out. What's his last name? Sinclair. Sinclair. <laughs> There's no S T. It's S I N. It does seem that oh, the that Major League Rugby is is covered by American TV, so you'll probably be able to find a legal stream online somewhere. Not that we endorse Matt, that. Sort Matt Nonu got on the team of the week for last week. Which kind Did of he? Thought, like, have you what's, seen what's the point? Seen the nick of Bassero? Oh my god! He got abs- You see the video of him getting absolutely on his debut. He's playing eight now. He took some short ball, and to be fair, some lad absolutely murdered. Really? Yeah. Fair play to him. I suppose they've got a bit of a. Like a target on their chest, haven't they? Like the X. Yeah, the big internationals. The big players, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, shall we move on to talk about Scotland? France coming to Murrayfield this Sunday. Sold out BT Murrayfield. So, sorry. France coming to sold out BT Murrayfield <laughs> on Sunday. You're welcome, Dodson. Um, so um, on Sunday, Scotland coming off the back of a decent. Solid win against Italy in Rome. Matt, you were about 15 pints deep. How was it? It was good. The first time I've been there, it's an incredible stadium. Yeah. And it was an absolute glorious day as well. And just walking into the stadium and walking past all the um, the little sort of beer trucks and stuff. like, it, And there were that loads walk, of Scotland fans. That walk from the sort yeah. of centre of town to the stadium was yeah. great. And it genuinely felt almost like a home game. Um, bit disappointing that, I don't know if you saw it on the TV, but it... it wasn't full at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I saw like that. Most yeah. of the top tier was um, was empty. What I, do you I think, think the split uh, was, Scotland-Italian fans? Hard to say. I mean, we were probably in the Scotland bit, right? Yeah, but, yeah. It, I mean, it felt like Scotland fans were just as vocal as the Italians. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if the Italian fans just, like, kind of get a bit apathetic about the whole thing. I guess the issue is, isn't it, always that actually it's northern Italy that's the rugby heartland. Yeah. And actually in Rome. No yeah, really yeah, cares. exactly. So, um, And I think... It was the day afterwards in like the leading Italian sports paper. The report in the game was the headline was, "Why do we even do this?" Yes, we all. We <laughs> it, was, all it was along those lines. It was like, "What's the point?" It's we always lose, so what's the point? Yeah. of playing type thing. Yeah, but I think in terms, I don't know, CVC I, money. Yeah, <laughs> Just um, hang on in for that money. Yeah, it seems as if like the the overall game in a lot of quarters was talked about as being pretty or a, a very dire affair. I thought it was okay. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, at the match, but... Um... Maybe it was just sort of a few individual moments of brilliance and just you know getting the win, keeping Italy to zero. I think I think that was the biggest point. Obviously, Hogs try aside, which was an absolute world in show. We were that. at that corner actually. Oh, it was class. Just shows that when he does the little hitch kick and does the fifteen is unreal. Going going beating a fifteen completely on the outside these days is a rare thing as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was so good. And you kind of thought that Hog, you know, he's getting older. That's the kind of thing he'd do like five years ago. To still be able to do that. Me and, Alan had, me and Alan had a couple of lagger shandies. We were like, cheers, Stuart Hogg. Well done, you. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to do it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I kind of feel like he, he, he looks slower. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's deceptive. <laughs> like, he's jets. Yeah. So quick. Aside from that, it, there was the moments that Scotland were very good at repelling Italy sort of in our own 20, in the, mm. on our own five meter line. They felt there was a few very good defensive sets that kept them to zero. Yeah. And granted, it is Italy, and we've let in tries, but we've only let in two tries over three Six Nations games. That is a it pretty felt decent kind of, return. Yeah, mm. it, it kind of felt like it was a professional job. It's like, right, we know this is going to be a tough match. It's not going to be, might not be that pretty. Italy like good at spoiling things, but got the job done. I mean, arguably, there's a few chances they didn't take as well, which put a lot more gloss on the scoreline. Yeah. And Hastings missed a lot of kicks. Yeah, there's still that um, clinical edge that Scotland will be missing in this Six Nations, particularly in that Ireland game. The fact that we had so much of the ball and so much. Yeah. And there was just a few moments like Adam Hastings made a really nice break at one point, got into the Italian just before the Italian twenty-two, and then like chucked a kind of you know yeah. like wonder pass. And I just feel like. Either you hold on to that or you've got someone in support. Like Those are the chances that Scotland need to be finishing and mm. taking that forward into the rest of the tournament. And speaking of the rest of the tournament, France come to Murrayfield unbeaten at the weekend. Um, we The team will probably announce latest day. It's Thursday morning. Team will be announced probably around about London. No, Even if it's a Sunday kickoff? Oh, no, it'll be tomorrow. Friday, actually. Yeah. It'll be Friday. So we might as well just tell you the team now. Um, <laughs> or as we understand it to be um, not many changes other than uh, Grant Gilchrist coming in for Ben Toulis in the second row and Nick Haining coming back at number eight for Magnus Bradbury, which is certain, which is what we've been hearing. Um, we're not too sure about the back line yet. I don't trust the source. You've got to trust the source. The source has been 100% right. I, I know he's been 100% right, but I just can't, I can't believe it. I just don't see where Haining's coming from. Because he didn't even play, I don't think he even did he play for Edinburgh last weekend? Yes. Did he start? I think he played at six. And Mata played at eight. Gotcha. I'll shut my fucking mouth then. You should. <laughs> you absolutely should. Yeah, um, it's... it's um, I kind of... I maybe get swapping the second rows. It's like horses of courses. I get the sense that Tulis was in for Italy 
mainly for the line-out. Yeah. The line-out was very good. I thought he had a good game, actually. I mean, it's kind of guy. harsh to... Because I think there was a sense that after the England game, the line-out wasn't good enough, but that was in, like, a monsoon. Yeah, Fraser Brown. Yeah, but... um, But it was, I guess, whoever was calling it and kept... Yeah, it's not telling always, Fraser the, hooker, Brown it's not always the, the hooker's fault, right? Yeah, there's um, a lot of factors. But I find the Haining one really strange. Like, um, I just don't know why you'd sort of... Pick, pick him, drop him. I mean, I, I actually understand why he was picked initially. And then Bradbury comes in. You're yeah. Like, right up. Fair enough. Like, Nick Hayden, you're probably harshly done, hard done by there, but you'll still sit on the bench. Yeah. And just to completely sub him out, I mean, maybe Bradbury's not fit fully. I don't know. We did get, we've been told by one person that he's going to be on the bench and been told by someone else that Matt Ferguson's on the bench. Yeah. So that is potentially the case that he's not fit. Yeah. The one thing I would say is probably the most impressive number eight performance from Scotland during the Six Nations is probably the first half of that Ireland game Which from Nick Haney. Yeah. 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 You know, if you're being completely fair no, no, based, you're based right. on performance. Um, but I agree, it just seems sort of a little... Because I thought Bradbury had a good game against Italy as well. Yeah. But then... Not that good, but... It is only he was kind of overshined by yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Watson and Ritchie, who mm. were sort of all over the place. It was a bit surprising as well, as you'd think, because Watson and Ritchie and, and Bradbury and a lot of the players were managing to get kind of half breaks and gaps, kind of just one or two out from the ruck. Mm. And that felt like that should be like, that's Magnus Bradbury's bread and butter, right? Yeah. That's like where he operates. So it was surprising that Ritchie and Watson were kind of slightly more standout. I think Bradbury. I get the sense, and you said it before, that, I think Bradbury's been told, like, you're there to sort of soften up defences. Yeah. And you should run at people. Yeah. And I think he's sort of taken that on board, particularly in the last, like, year or so. I think he thinks of himself as, like, a battering ram. Johnny Beatty said it as well. I called yeah. him, like, a, a meathead. Meathead, yeah. I just I kind of think, like, that's there's a place to that. But, you know, yeah. use a bit of footwork or you don't want to run it. Well, maybe there's a place Shoulders, for you want to run it arms. Maybe there's a place for it and maybe the place isn't against France who've got an absolutely monstrous pack and it would just be ineffective but there's the one thing about Nick Haining is I do think you know seeing the fact he literally used to be like a winger yeah he does have that footwork element so he doesn't have the size of a Bradbury or probably mm. even like a Matt Ferguson but he does have really really good footwork going into contact content Content? Content. content. <laughs> Great content. What do, what do we think of this French team? Obviously unbeaten and top of the Six Nations team. In parts, they've looked absolutely phenomenal, but there have been times when they've looked quite French. How do you think they're feeling about coming to Murrayfield? I think they'll be pretty confident. I think particularly with those young halfbacks who... Intermac is, is great. Dupont's just... Yeah. I could just kind of see like Dupont just making mincemeat of Ali Price. I think Dupont's he's such better a better player. Yeah, same. Yeah, he's just so I just, good. But I kind of get the sense that Dupont and Intermac have kind of come through at a time of French rugby where they are very used to winning games. Yeah. Like they at under-20 level, they won a lot of games. Intermac was in the team that won the yeah. overall yeah. World Cup. I think Dupont was a bit older. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've been playing in a Toulouse team that's like the strongest it's been in a long time. And now they're playing for France and they're winning the majority of games. So I don't yeah. think going to Murrayfield isn't, I mean, they've just been to the Millennium, the Principality and won. It's not going to sort of overshadow them. Um, yeah. The French obviously haven't won since 2014 at Murrayfield. Yeah. Is that right? So they would have lost 2016, 2018, and then yeah. World Cup warm-up. World Cup warm-up, yeah. So three in a row. I mean, that's that's the thing that I think there's a sort of 
stereotype that French players are like very brittle, but unless like Galtier has completely changed them overnight, there is still that element. And I think they're, well, Sean they're, Edwards has. Sorry? Sean well, Edwards. he might have actually. Um, but actually, I was reading about this. France have conceded like seven tries. Yeah. They've actually conceded quite a lot of tries. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. kind of the way they play, I think, that they're a bit more open and they score a lot of tries as well. But maybe, I think there might be, I think they would be far more up for the game at the Principality than Murrayfield because I think they'd see it as far more of a challenge. Yeah. And I think Sean Edwards would be putting a lot of um, importance on that game. That's a very so good point, yeah. There's a potential that they sort of slightly underestimate Scotland. Scotland are due like a proper performance where they, they click. I feel like we've been saying that for a long time. Uh, yeah, but it has sometimes come under Gregor Townsend and mm-hmm. it has come at home. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe this team is on a slight decline, but I just feel like Scotland, yeah, as I say, haven't clicked yet. And if they can click, then I think they've got enough to, to beat this French team. Well, there you go. A rare bit of positivity. Alan, do you want to balance that out? Yeah, I mean, if the, Fre- if the French turn up and play as well as they did in probably the first half against England and in patches against Wales, I don't think Scotland have enough to compete with them. But French, the French do very rarely do that from home, right? And I think yeah. if Scotland can dictate the game and sort of play at their pace and play it in the kind of how they want to, then... I don't really think Scotland have anything to be afraid of. Like, they've beaten this team three times in a mm. row at home. And I think that kind of 8, 9, 10 access for, access for France is obviously unbelievable. Is the, I don't know. I, I feel like that pack is really, really big. Yeah. I'm not sure it's kind of the world-class pack that everyone <laughs> yeah, says I'm, it is. I'm kind of the same. Like, I think they've got like Olivon, Audrey, oh, to be fair, Leroux and Villemse have been excellent this tournament. Villemse is the biggest man alive. He's <laughs> so, so big. big. But the thing is, you know, in the, the pre-World Cup games, the one away where the French pack just kind of, it was like <laughs> throwing 130 kg monsters at the mm. Scottish back, a Scottish defensive line. And we just like couldn't handle it, right? Yeah. And they just got momentum and they kind of got quick ball and you know ended up winning kind of 30 points to three. It's like that Scottish pack has to like cut that off early. Yeah. Can't let that keep going. Because then once they get a bit of quick ball, then you've got, you said DuPont and Intermac who will just mm. like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think as well with people, when you think is like, obviously, Vakata, I haven't talked about Vakatawa, Toma, Bottier, Fiku. I do think they're all really, really good players, but I think they're really good players when it's going well for them. Yeah, yeah. And I think this this French team hasn't been tested yet, sort of coming from behind. Yes. So if if Scotland can, as you say, sort of just impose themselves in that first 20 minutes and just like keep the scoreboard ticking over, yeah, be happy with like 6-3 after 20 minutes or something, France start to doubt themselves. And I actually think the... the it might not even get to this point, but I think the French bench has been one of their weaknesses so far, yeah. particularly in the front row. Mm. They've got like exciting players like Demabamba, but he can't scrummage. Against yeah. England, came on, got absolutely killed. We do you have Cam O'Shea? Oh, Shea, yeah. He's pretty terrifying. He is horrible. Yeah, we've got like Fraser Brown or Stuart McAnally. Like, yeah, that's true. Um, it's just, it's hard to tell because I still don't, you don't know what kind of French team you're going to get. I still just don't quite know what Scotland are trying to do. Yeah. I don't think we've seen yet sort of maybe to be fair, the first 
10, 15 minutes of that Ireland game when we had a bit of ball, that's the first time we've sort of seen Scotland execute and have, yeah. have an, a strategy and attack. Um, I mean, I mean if, if they've got... So the whole the thing about Chris Harris was that, and I don't, I think this is more a narrative that people have created rather than potentially the actual reason. But the, the rationale was that they're bringing in Chris Harris to kind of for, as a defensive option. Mm. You're yeah. picking Chris Harris to kind of manage it, Italy's game rather than kind of I don't know create our own. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you've now got Vakatawa, who's a massive step up from mm. two yeah, weeks yeah, yeah. ago. So it would be surprising. If Chris Harris doesn't start, I would say, especially because Hugh Jones started at the weekend and you know, defensively didn't put in a great shift, right? Did, was Hutchinson playing for Northampton? Yeah, he put it 12. Yeah. And the only one was Matt Scott, who Edinburgh don't seem to make it clear whether a player is out of the squad for injury mm. or because they're in the Scotland squad. So he mm. just said he was out of the squad without giving any clarification for why. So that, I mean, Matt Scott and Sam Sam Johnson obviously did play thirteen in the first. Did they start the Ireland game at the World Cup? It was, was it Duncan Taylor twelve, Sam Johnson thirteen, or was it the other way around? I think it's the other way around. Or was it? I think Johnson's only played twelve for Scotland. Yeah, but Johnson's kind of become like everyone says that Chris Harris is the defensive player. I think. Johnson's used in a very defensive way. Yeah. I think most of his job is seems to be revolving around hitting it up in the first phase. And I get that. You want to get a platform and everything, but I think he is a good passer and he can he can mm. cut some nice lines. I just I don't know, I just I think in attack we're being a bit too conservative, but maybe that's the way that Tenzin wants to, to play things. I just don't feel like we've got the team to play conservative and win against France. No, exactly. We don't want to grind it out. I think we want to... Do we? Do you know what the weather... I was just checking. It's like eight degrees and a little bit of rain, it looks like. So, yeah. Edinburgh and March. Yeah. That's not, <laughs> that's not, that's not too bad, I suppose. Yeah, that's okay. So what do you think? Um, what do you think then, Matt? Give it to me. Just part of me can see Scotland clicking a bit and see... Hastings at home having his kind of like defining Scotland performance yeah but then part of me thinks that you know what we haven't played well in this tournament really overall I think overall I give this tournament like a 5 or a 6 out of 10 even this league was 6, 6.5 yeah I just I, I don't know if there's something not quite right in the camp at the moment so France on the way to Grand Slam playing really well I just I think France will win by yeah. Eight. Yeah. Do you think that Ireland was the best performance of the Six Nations? Uh, probably. Yeah. On account and of it the still fact wasn't that the very good. On account of the fact that the England game's essentially yeah, you write that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, watching the Ireland game was painful. Yeah. I don't think we actually we fronted up well, but our execution was appalling. Maybe I was just quite pissed. I really liked the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think you're right. I think sort of. We did like yeah. nine, eight or nine out of ten of the steps to beat Ireland correctly, but then like the final pass or the little mistake or whatever it is, we just take just taking the points was yeah. just fucked it. Yeah, fair. No, I, I think I'm probably in line with um, in Matt and say that I think 
probably backing sort of France to to win maybe by like ten. But Even, I do, and I but I, and I do think that that will be probably the same gap at halftime and full time. In case, in case, we'll just never. In terms of, I just similar to a lot of what France's games have been like. I think they're going to come out of the blocks super, super quick. I think they might end up being like twelve nil or twelve three up at halftime, and we'll kind of be edging back. But they'll just always manage to kind of keep clawing away from yeah. us. Yeah, we've got France. Bookies have got France as six point favourites. Yeah, which I mean, sounds about right. It does mm. sound about right. Um, I think it's probably pretty fair, even with Finn and Johnny Beatty dialing into a wee conference call <laughs> to give them give them some detail about France. I was trying to think, like, what could Finn and Johnny Beatty? What information can they give? Finn's going to be like Teddy Thomas, really quick. Like, he is, <laughs> he is, he is decent. You yeah, should look out for this Jeff. lad. You might not have heard of him. He's really good. But there is even stuff like it's like oh Teddy Thomas can be a bit like I don't know frail or like what's the brittle yeah you know? yeah it's like well yeah we all know that right I don't know maybe there is uh, maybe the analysis goes then, a bit deeper than that but but because also I feel like the only players that he can give a deep analysis of are players he currently plays with and, and there's I, actually not that many in the yeah and also there's like Bernard Leroux Thomas uh, Shat Kamisha and they're going to be like. Stop saying shit about us. We, we literally <laughs> like, play together. <laughs> yeah, but I think it would be the same if Finn Russell was playing. They'd be tapping up. Like yeah, you're playing for front, you don't you don't give a care like, you don't give a shit about like taking Finn Russell's head off if you're Camille Shah. Yeah, I guess so. No, um, way. no, fair. But, uh, yeah, so I think. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I think we're gonna lose. Oh. <laughs> I, I, if we I lose, mean, I then there's there's no chance that we're winning at Millennium. What? There's so many, Wales, no Wales have got so many injuries there. Yeah, yeah, but Wales are absolutely fucked. Yeah, but we're terrible. I think we're going to lose to France. We're going to beat Wales. And no way. No well, we're not, none of us are going to the match at Murrayfield. But Matt, you're you're having us over for a wee wee wee, wee lunch. late lunch. Yeah, yeah. What's late on the menu? Lunch. I haven't really decided yet. I oh, you said pork shoulder. Yeah, I could do a pork shoulder if you want. Oh, I've never actually made one before, so. I mean, I'm, I'll have a pork shoulder. Play, <laughs> I'm playing squash at 6.40, so... 6.40? So make what, sure it's why, like... Why 6.40? Like, like earlier. That's just how they struck his 40-minute sessions. In the evening? Yeah. All oh, right, I thought you meant in the morning. <laughs> I was like, what, why? So it's I'm a Sunday. I'm need my pork shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, pork shoulder and a few pints swilling around. I know. <laughs> Bundering <laughs> on the squash <laughs> court. Locked in a little squash <laughs> court. Jesus. Yeah. And if Scotland win as well, more than a few... Yeah, we more than a few tins of Scotland win. We're not going to work. Everyone's yeah. self-isolating on Monday. <laughs> Here we go. Right, we'll be back next week to uh, talk about that Scotland win and preview um, our first win at the Millennium Stadium in over a decade. Um, all the best. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.